Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 82. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we are here every single week with more wonderful news as it relates to Apple. We're here to answer your questions, and we have lots more of those things today, and we're always glad to get them. So, Chris, we first want to give them a little bit of an announcement, I believe. Okay. And that is, um, for those who are not already aware of this, we are currently recording this on a different day and time, just as we did last week. And I just want to reiterate that we are now recording on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. until Chris is gainfully employed otherwise. Yeah, since I'm a contractor right now, I can kind of, you know, set my own schedule with with Share This, who I'm doing a lot of contract work with, so... Excellent. Yeah, it kind of gives me the, the luxury of being in early. And uh, yeah, there's some exciting news on the job front. I don't want to talk about it too much. But uh, yeah, I think things are things are definitely moving in the right direction um, overall. So that's good. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So let's talk about the world of Apple. Is there anything exciting happening in the Mac world? No, nothing happened at all. Nothing at all. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Uh, no, the Apple Store, as of this morning, about 7.30, was down. I don't know if they updated anything or uh, I'm looking here. Normally, Apple's one of those really weird companies where they can just put like a little post-it note on, on their online store saying, hey, we're down, we'll be back up in a little while, when really all they need to do is flip a switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking to see if the Apple Store, it, it's back up now, but I don't see anything different yet. I think it may have just been uh, um, a bug fix, you know, you know, patches or something. Yeah, okay. So nothing okay, new. Th- awesome. So there's nothing new there right now. Uh, but it, usually Tuesday mornings, they, they for a long time, back in the iPhone days, they were they were doing something new every Tuesday. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was a rash where they were just going crazy with it. Yeah, those were th- those were some exciting days. And... You know, I kind of miss that. Although my 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 little problem of uh, desiring new technology and being the having the latest and greatest, I guess my budget's not missing that too much. Yeah, I'm I'm the kind of person that uh, I get bored with things really quickly, mm-hmm. and that's why I keep that's why I keep jailbreaking my iPhone. Yeah. So you, you go back and forth on that. Now, I I do want to say that we have I, I have word that we have lost one member of the of the help i got a mac audience and Ooh. yeah it, uh, well her name is mary and to be honest with you i'm ac- i'm actually very um i'm very glad for her and and i'll explain to you it, it's this sounds really yeah. weird as a podcaster to admit that i'm glad that somebody has stopped listening to our show and the reason why is because this individual wrote in uh or called in a long time ago not for this podcast, but called in for another one. And she had mentioned that she listens to Help I Got a Mac every week. And she says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I desperately want to buy a MacBook. And I made myself a promise last year, or la- and I can't remember the date, but she said this month last year uh, that if I didn't have the money, I would go ahead and put it on credit. Okay. And of course, that month has now arrived. 
and she still does not have the money to pay cash for it. And it was, and she feels like, you know, maybe this isn't something I should put on my credit card. Yeah, I'm one of those firm believers. If you can't afford to pay cash on it, then you probably shouldn't do right. it. Right, and and especially when you have a computer and you have access and it and it works already, and 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 really, it's just a, a desire to have something newer, later, and greater. You know, it's kind of kind of like me with having an iPhone 3GS. Sure, I would love to have one, but there's no way I'm going to go spend the money because I have a 3G that works great. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Definitely. So, so you know, I just want to say I really admire her because she said she she had sent me a personal message and said, you, you know, I've decided I'm not going to be listening to the Help I Got a Mac show because every single time I listen, it just the that desire continues to burn stronger and hotter for me to go out and just be, I'm tempted to go out and buy a MacBook right now. And, and so because, try, try hosting the show. No, <laughs> exactly. But seriously, I, I just want to say, I, you know, I admire that, you know, I really, I really admire that. And, and I just thought that would be a new story of interest as far as our podcast goes. So, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I can't wait for her to come back, you know, once she has uh, the funds to be able to purchase that and, uh, yeah. you know, share, share with us her experience. No doubt. Absolutely. All right. What are the Apple quarter three results? Uh, you know, Apple last couple times has been solid in spite of the downturn in the economy. They had been reporting absolutely strong numbers. However, now we're at quarter three results. You know, what was the last quarter like for Apple? Uh, believe it or not, as um, as a non-holiday quarter, they posted record profits again. <laughs> and uh, record revenue, believe it or not. Uh, but a majority of that is from the iPhone. And uh, just real quick, for the third quarter, Apple sold 2.6 million Macs. Uh, 170, uh, well, I'm sorry, 1.75 million of them were laptops, uh, representing a 4% increase in units sold over a year ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and that's just because the, the laptops are just, they have the same processors in them as the iMac. And really, uh, laptops are hot right now just across the board. Everybody's seeing, you know, Dell and HP. All their sales are a little soft, but mainly the laptop sales are the ones that are kind of keeping everything going. Um, well, laptops today are, are just, like you said, they're just as powerful these days as a desktop computer was, you know, two or three years ago. And, exactly. And when you can have the portability of a laptop but still put in a display and a, an external key or even a wireless keyboard and mouse i mean it's you have a i mean you you have all the functionality of a desktop with the portability of the laptop yeah exactly and let's be honest their laptops are real pretty you know there's no plastic junk or anything like that like a lot of the other laptops you know they're all most of them there's still the thousand dollar macbook with, which i use uh, but most of them are, you know, this single block of aluminum, and they're just beautiful. And the battery life, I, from what I'm hearing, the battery life on a 13-inch MacBook Pro is approaching seven hours on a single charge. That's just with regular use. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Well, but, uh, I, do, I do want to say something before we go on to the rest of the quarterly report. And that is, um, you know, you and I both made a real big deal about this a long time ago. And we, we both said that if we had to do it over again, though we would get an iMac instead of a MacBook. Our, uh, I would still say that today, but... Yeah, I, I'm in the market actually for a new Mac here next month. I'm getting one. I haven't told anybody yet, so... Um, and I'm going to get another MacBook Pro, I think. 
just because I, I need one for 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 my freelancing job, and I, I need to take it with me to, to client sites and stuff. Right. Yeah. I and, you know, I, and I say that, and and I wonder if I would. I I obviously do find that I need a laptop in my business because I do a lot of on-site consulting work, mm-hmm. and I I kind of like having my Mac when I go. So I I I think I probably would teeter back and forth. Um, yeah. The, and and the, the nice thing about it, though, is that I am able to run Windows. The, the question is, would I be able to, to do what, – what if I had an iMac instead of my MacBook and I carried around this little $250 uh, netbook that I have with Windows XP? Uh, and I would tell you the answer to that question is I would much prefer my MacBook over the netbook to carry around and go to a client's because – if I wanted to go to a client's and I showed up 30 minutes early and I wanted to browse and check my email, I can't type on this little keyboard that's on here. It's just too small. However, there's a $350 netbook that would come with Windows XP with a full, full-size full keyboard. And you know what? I think I might be tempted, if I didn't already do it, to go ahead and buy the big old iMac and then get the $350 laptop edition. So I, I go back and forth. I, I, I tell you, I really don't know which way I would go. And it's hard for me to really give you a, a, an honest answer without being faced with that, with that decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think though for me, if, I just need to, if, I, if I'm going to buy one system and it's going to be my, my primary system, I'm going to have to get the Mac laptop just because I, I do plan on taking it everywhere. Yeah, for me though, the the reason why I say I'd get that that iMac is because there there's something about the the having something stationary that I that's in my studio all the time that I feel is just like you know what this thing's dedicated to doing this video processing that I do. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But you know, and and the laptops are are now you know that laptops just as fast as an iMac, except for the hard drive's a little slower. But when I get mine, I'm probably gonna put a 320 gig or, or larger hard drive in it just because it is going to be my primary machine so gotcha and i'd like to get a, i'd like to get a big display at some point you know, a 24 inch display probably not an apple display even though they're they're beautiful and they work great i would probably go a cheaper route and get you know a dell just gotcha. because their monitors are just as good but they're a few hundred dollars less yeah all right so quarter three results we had 2.6 million max sold that's not including iphones Max sold right. 1.75 million of them were laptops. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, continue to yeah, go. No, sure, the the desktops uh, dropped a, about a hundred thousand units against the same quarter last year. Um, ignoring the subscription based accounting for both the iPhone and the Apple TV, because uh, Apple doesn't count those profits per quarter. They they count them over a 24 month period, and that's why you can get all those updates for Apple TV and the iPhone for for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple's non-gap uh, revenue was 9.74 billion, with a net income of 1.94 billion. So if they if they would have just counted it all in one shot for this quarter, iPhone and Apple TV, well, it's mainly, let's be honest, it's mainly iPhone, uh, would have been 9.74 billion. That's a lot of pennies. Yeah. So there. So Apple's doing extremely well. It continues to do extremely well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they saw a six hundred and twenty six percent increase in iPhone sales over a quarter a year ago. Well, that, that obviously, to be honest with you, I know you're reading that off of a story, but that means nothing to me. It, well, six hundred twenty percent increase over a quarter of a year ago. I mean, 
all over a year ago quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh, the, the so, iPhone, so the iPhone yeah. 3GS is actually selling 626% higher than the iPhone 3G did when it came out. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Then, then that is impressive. Now, well, it, it, let's also let's also factor in that um, this is also, and they didn't bust out the, the sales figures on each one, but this is also uh, counting the $99 iPhone too. So I think having a $99 iPhone, we, we're seeing a huge increase of, of uptake of people adopting uh, the iPhone platform now. Yeah, there's no question about that. And and folks, if you're out there and you haven't got an iPhone, um, I will tell you that a 3G iPhone is amazing. It, it really is still very cool and well worth the $99 if you have that in cash to spend and budgeted for it. And and we've talked about it before. I'd love to get a netbook, but you know, the more with all these apps that are coming out for the iPhone, the more I use it, for me, it's harder and harder to justify getting a netbook to carry two devices when my iPhone does almost everything I want it to do. If if I could if I could tether my Bluetooth keyboard with my iPhone, I would not need to carry a, a laptop. Yep. That, I, I think that'll there, I guess in the that, that, and, and of course, uh, the ability to actually physically edit um, Google documents, uh, Word documents on there. Mm-hmm. So I can, so, yeah, I, I can again, edit spreadsheets with the iPhone, but yeah. I can't do the, uh, the documents yet. Yeah. And again, the question of netbooks was presented because they always have a question and answer session at the end of the quarterly results. And uh, Tim Cook, the, uh, who was acting CEO while Steve was out, uh, says that uh, netbooks are currently a substandard computing platform with a poor user experience. Now, keeping in mind also that one time Apple said that they were not going to do a video iPod, chances are it's pretty good that, that an Apple netbook is going to come out in the next few months. Yeah. So Apple, Apple's notorious for saying, yeah, those are terrible. We wouldn't want to do those. Here's our new netbook. And well, so. and, well, no, 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 no. I'm just going to rephrase that to make it more accurate. They're going to say that netbooks are horrible. Netbooks are substandard. Netbooks will be the worst experience ever. Apple will never do a netbook. But by the way, here's our multi, you know, our portable, uh, you know, something else device. But it, they <laughs> they will not call it a netbook. Call net- yeah, good call. Good call. It'll be a new device <laughs> that looks like a netbook, smells like a netbook, not a netbook. Exactly. And therefore, they will no longer be tied to, well, you can't compare this to other netbooks pricing because this isn't a netbook. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're going to charge it for six ninety nine and seven ninety nine. Too funny. Ah, oh, goodness. All right. So what's going on with Microsoft? Uh, how, how in the world do you have anything related to Microsoft in the news updates for Apple? <laughs> Tech Flash is reporting that the company, Microsoft, has hired George Blankenship former Apple retail estate chief to consult on securing prime retail locations for Microsoft stores. Oh, okay. Uh, Blank- yeah, Blankenship moved from uh, Apple to the Gap, and uh, he joins uh, former Walmart executive David Porter, who's now a micro- Microsoft's corporate VP of retail stores. No secret that Microsoft is looking to get into the same store-type you know, store type model that, that Apple's doing, and uh, the first stores are expected to open prior to the uh, October 22nd launch of Windows 7. So I don't know if they're going to sell computers in there or if it's just going to be a bunch of boxes with like Windows and Xboxes and stuff. I mean, I'll probably go there for video game stuff, but I'm not going to go in there to buy a computer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't say what I would do until I visit it. But uh, here, here's some things that I'd like to that that kind of prompts me to think about. And that is my last visit two visits to the Apple store. 
And I want to tell you that uh, now I don't know if all the Apple stores have kind of made the same style changes as our local Kenwood store, but I will tell you I really dislike the new the new layout of the Apple store. I I, yeah, I, I actually despise it. Now. Yeah, they're they're doing it to all the stores now. And the, the thought was there's a lot of wasted space was being taken up in the middle and they could put more machines out for people to play with. Yeah, more machine I understand the need for more the desire to put more machines out for people to play with, but I I want to tell you that I really enjoyed browsing through while you're waiting for somebody to help you or you're waiting in line for an appointment at the Mac Genius Bar uh while you're waiting to, you know, to have some just whatever. I like to browse. You know, I don't need to play on a computer. I have no mm-hmm. desire to play on a computer. I I've, I know what Macs do, you know. Yeah, they did get kind of, they they did kind of get rid of the browsing aspect of the of the store, the, the the center where all the shelves were. You could you know look at software and kind of leisurely look at accessories and stuff. And now those are kind of tucked in the little corners and not really anywhere well, for you. Well, let to me look just tell them. you, they're not only are they tucked in the corners, they're there. There's like they have probably one tenth of the amount of stuff out that they had before. So there's mm-hmm. hardly anything there. Uh, and when you go to browse that section, there's like 40 people gathered up and you're shoulder to shoulder. And some of the stuff that you're interested that I'm interested in is way down on the very bottom of that shelf where you have to bend down on your knees, completely squatted down to the floor. And by the time you browse and you're looking for the item and you think you're right at the item you're looking for, and it's hard to distinguish that one between the other item and you're trying to read the packaging, somebody says, excuse me, and you have to stand up, move out of their way, then squat back down. And then you're almost back to where you were before. Excuse me. You have to stand. I, I'll tell you what. I am frustrated with the new layout of the store. And all I wanted, yeah. all I wanted, was a little protective case, one of the, or a little protective uh, screen plastic thing to put over the iPhone mm. glass. Yeah, I since I worked in the the Apple Store for a few years, yeah, I I try to not go in there if I can help it. <laughs> I go in there if I need to, if I need to take something to the Genius Bar to get fixed, but yeah, I I, I will tell you, it, it, they've ruined the in store. I used to actually, you know, we would go to. Uh, let's say Kenwood Town Center, and we would go to, let's say, dinner for our anniversary or something like that. And and I would have a desire to actually browse the store, to go in and browse the store. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to actually enter that store unless I have to now, and that is radically different. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way even with the old design just because it was so crowded. Yeah. It's like they're giving away computers there. I'd rather... I mean, maybe you go there to look at it, but I'd still rather order it online and have it delivered to my house. Yeah, because I'm a hermit. And well, I hate going out. But in, but in, in and in my case here, what I really like to do is I I would I despise browsing. You know, if I'm looking for something, if I know of a product, I've heard of a product product mentioned. Somebody told me of a, an accessory or a device that's available for my Mac that will make my life more productive and more simple. Uh, then I can go online, buy it, have it shipped to me. Excellent. But oh, I, I just got a I, real, real quick. I just got a tweet from uh, Eric Fisher that the Apple just released a brand new Final Cut Studio today. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, but yeah. it, but anyway, what I was saying though is is the idea of going in and browsing the store. There was all there was always you know, hey, here's a little USB device that allows you to do this, or here's a you know, here is 
uh, two million one uh, logo fonts, you know, and, and stuff like it's like these are things I wouldn't have browsed. But, you know, it's like, wow, I've been doing a lot of this kind of work and that would be very useful. And mm-hmm. that, I, that, that experience is gone for me or it, it's extremely limited as compared to where it was. And it's tucked in the corner where I'm just going to get people who are completely inconvenienced by my presence there. <laughs> so exactly. there you go. Apple store. <sighs> take that. Take Apple that. Store. All right. So <laughs> anyway, Stephanie got an iPhone 3GS, by the way. Her, Did she? her original her original phone, the original four gig Phil Schiller edition that you call it, the classic. Uh, ah, I the, love the she had dropped it, and I, I, you know, she says it wasn't on purpose, and I believe her. Uh, but you did, she's had that thing subconsciously. For, it was on purpose. She, <laughs> I, I think subconsciously she didn't put it down in her pocket far enough on purpose. And no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, she, she dropped it. It's over two years old, and of course, she had the the er, you know the upgrade price and everything like that. So it was no big deal. But the one thing is, is that when we went into the store, the guy sold us a white sixteen gig three G instead of a three GS. And <gasps> luckily, we opened it up at, while we were still at the mall, and I went to go record a sample video with it. And yeah. uh, we took it back and they swapped it out. But man, if I would have drove all the way home, I would have been very upset. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they still have any of those in the store, this, the original 16 gig. Yeah, he says they still have them. They don't advertise them. They're, they're not on the website, not anything like that, but they do still sell them. And yeah, I think they're $149. Yeah, it's just $50 less for the equivalent of the 3GS. So... Anyway, that I was a little frustrated with that, but you know, it, we got it worked out. It ended up costing us another hour in the store uh, yeah. to, to get that situated, and um, she likes it. We, I recorded a little uh, how-to video on how to set up ping.fm on Tweety over at socialmediaserenity.com for the show notes of episode one if anybody wants to check it out. It's a little shaky. The video is a little shaky. It's shaky, but it's really good quality. It's decent quality in in yeah. in high light. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if it's better than a a flip cam or a, it's definitely not better than a flip HD, but it's still pretty good. It, yeah, it does decent. The the microphone um is a little bit wanting on it, and it's not as good as my point and shoot, my little Canon point and shoot that I've had for the last you know five six years. Yeah, my uh. My Panasonic point and shoot is pretty awesome for video too. Yeah. Alrighty. So um, Microsoft stores that you know, I, I think that's interesting that they hired somebody from Apple to to do that. Um, but you know, I, it's very difficult to understand. You know, when I think of going and buying Microsoft stuff, I think about Best Buy or you know whatever, you know, whatever electronic store. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of big box retailers where you can get that stuff. So I don't know what why I would actually go into a store specifically for Microsoft. Same thing, you know. Uh, we've been to the Kenwood Mall uh, several times, and uh, DG once took me into the Sony Style store there just to show mm-hmm. me an OLED HD display. Which yeah, the two thousand dollar thirteen inch display. <laughs> yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I found it interesting, but I had no desire to browse that store. And I've been back a couple times since over there, and had no desire to even walk into the Sony store. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that store. And and if you if you go past it, if there's one in your local mall, they're not very busy either. 
Right. I see a lot of people buying product out of that store. I see more people in fries and more people in these game store gaming stores than I do see in the in the Sony store. Oh yeah, I wish we had a fries in Cincinnati. It'd be so awesome. Yep. All right, so let's see here. Let's move on to some questions. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. All right. First up, we have Winnie has a question. She says, I really want to connect my MacBook to our TV to play Region 1 DVDs and videos I've bought in iTunes. Um, At the Apple Store, they sold me three cables, one mini DVI to DVI connector, one DVI to HDMI cable, and a cable for sound. I've got these hooked up to my TV, but I can't get both sound and picture to show up. I have chose between either the HDMI input or the AV sound input. I have to choose between those. Does anybody know how I can get them both to work at the same time? John S. said he's doing it on his Vizio, and the HDMI also should have a 1 inch audio input jack next to it. If not, perhaps the input will work with VGA, question mark. Um, so here's the thing. Um, we, we actually went through this, and what they did is they gave her... Um, a cable for the sound that was the eighth inch plug that would plug into the headphones jack on her computer. And -hmm. on the other end were two RCAs. So, so the problem is, is that her TV for the, you know, of course what she was doing is she was putting on the AV RCA inputs on her computer or on her TV. She was putting the audio from the computer into that section, but the video into the other section. And um, her TV certainly did have the one-eighth inch audio input jack. And so all she needed to do was to get an additional cable uh, to, get ri- to get rid of the audio cable she was using and get a cable that had one-eighth inch stereo mini jacks on both ends, plugged it straight into the headphones jack, plugged it straight into the input of that video, uh, uh, HDMI video input, and boom, she's up and running. So Great. I just wanted to now- let everybody know that. Just want to give everybody a quick a quick note, though. Um, some people do have air, uh, problems going from DVI to HDMI because HDMI has like this copy protection coding that some of the new specs on on the TVs require this, or they won't show a picture. Mm-hmm. And um, just to kind of be aware of that, if you buy a brand new TV and try to hook it up to your computer through DVI to HDMI, there it may not come up because of the security issue. Wow, that would yeah. stink. That would stink. All right. Chris Cray. Easy for me to say. Chris K wrote to answer a, uh, a previous question that we had had. He says, to the person who called in with the question on slow iPhone backups, I'm sorry I didn't catch your name, but I, and I didn't see your email in the show notes. Uh, do you happen to have the Facebook app installed on your iPhone? Uh, this has been known to cause some uh, slow backups on the iPhone. This happened to me before. I deleted the Facebook app, and now the only slow backups I experience are after I put a bunch of songs on my iPhone. Uh, there was a discussion on the Apple boards in the following link. And, of course, the link is there in their show notes. He says, I hope this helps. And I just want to say I clicked on that uh, link, and I went to the Apple forums, and there does seem to be quite a few people who are saying that uh, they were experiencing very long backups. We're talking 45 minutes or longer. And once they deleted the Facebook app, it, sl- it it sped it right up. Now, for me, I had never been, I have not had one of those 45 minutes or longer backups since the old days of, you know, 2.0 or whatever. However, I will sometimes, I was getting sometimes a good five to 10 minute backup process 
which I thought was ridiculous. So I went ahead and deleted the Facebook application just to see if it would work. The very first time after I deleted it, uh, I think it considered that to be a significant change. So it, it took another five minutes. But subsequent backups after that have happened much faster since deleting the Facebook app. So I don't know what that is. Why would that be? I mean, do they have like some huge, gigantic, massive file inside of there that's causing that? Do you have any ideas, Chris? Possibly they're generating large log files or something. But yeah, the app shouldn't be... You know what? It shouldn't be taking that long unless it was just a poorly written app or there's a bug in it. You know, I would I would venture to say that Facebook's pro- probably release an update, you know, yeah. soon and it would address that. Well, and, and here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I never, like I said, my, my backups were five minutes, 10 minutes tops uh, for the actual backup process, which is not what most people are talking about. And I, I, I'm going to have to say I've only tested this out a couple different times. I've not reinstalled the Facebook application. And um, I only watched, you know, did the, the backup like four times afterwards just to see if it was going to give me consistent same back. But when I plugged it in yesterday and today, I didn't actually look to see if I'm back to the normal five minute backups, you know, as I've deleted and added new apps from the uh, iPhone. So I, I personally am not willing to say that it definitely is Facebook and that Facebook, deleting Facebook definitely gave me vast improvements. But um, there's enough people, at least in the forum, who either hate Facebook and are trying to spread bad rumors about them or uh, some people who are really experiencing some long backups and are fixing it with Facebook. So if you are spending more than, you know, 25, 35 minutes with a Facebook or with backups, try deleting the Facebook application if you have it and see if it helps. And please let us know. Yeah, definitely. All right. Stephen Cross wrote something about the iPhone. Do you want to uh, uh, read that one, Chris? Sure. As a result of upgrading to 3.0, I'm using the iPhone in the horizontal position often. I noticed that when I was turning the iPhone on its side, the sound from my speakers was going away. I was covering the speaker with my finger located at the bottom of the phone. But why wasn't the sound coming from the other speaker? Conclusion, it must be broken. So I made an appointment at the Genius Bar, and this morning they have it looked at, a.k.a. my new phone. Turns out the other speaker is actually the microphone. My iPhone was working just fine. Which, yeah, it, that's the way the phone's designed. If you put your finger over the speaker, there's like no sound that comes out. Right. Um, since the 3.0 upgrade, my phone has been, quote, sluggish. I mentioned this to the genius after he resolved my first very complicated problem. <laughs> he recommended I did a, I, he recommended a, fa- a restore to factory settings and resync, not restoring from backup. I did that, and the phone seems to be quicker. Maybe this is a good idea for everyone. The only setback is that you may lose all your phone and app settings. They need to be reconfigured. What I recommend doing, Stephen, is to just try to reboot, especially if you install a large program like a big game or something like that. A lot of times if you reboot right after you reinstall it, that sluggishness will, will clear out. Yeah, I need to reboot, but uh, I will tell you, I, I've experienced the same thing since the 3.0 upgrade consistently, and I've actually rebooted a couple times since then with some like some very slow issues. Um, and I will still tell you, I, I am much more sluggish now with 3.0 than I was yeah. um, with you know 2. Point whatever we were on. And I don't know why that is, but... I, you know, part of me wants to say, you know, I wonder if they did something so that it start moving slower so that you'll desire to get a 3GS. But ah, I, I don't I, think that they would do that. 
Yeah, I think it's just that it's doing more. And, you know, obviously um, they put a faster processor in the new iPhone for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, I think... I, I think, think it's it, just, a, you know, it's, it's just like when you buy a new operating system, you know, for your computer and, you know, it, it's going to eventually, that, that operating system is going to have so much, you know, sauce on it, it's going to start, you know, it's going to require a faster computer. Yeah, no doubt. And I have, I, I have a personal feeling that what it is is probably something like the spotlight that's consistently, you know, looking over the entire thing and keeping an index of all your stuff. I, so, yeah, some, something like that that they've included as an option or a feature within a thing. But, you know, my feeling is like, man, give me some give me some functionality, turn some things off and and stuff like that. And and it doesn't make it. It just doesn't seem fair to me that they can run background processes. Then we can't. That's why I jailbroke my iPhone, my friend. I can <laughs> run background processes now. Nice. And slow it's it awesome. and slow it down even more. It's not too bad. If you uh, if you're running like Pandora and you want to run it in the background, mm-hmm. really not a big deal. Gotcha. All right. So here's the next one. Uh, I am. Okay. We have no name on this one. Uh, I don't remember who sent this in. But anyway, I'm unfamiliar with Max. Therefore, it's probably an ignorant question, which we don't mind those. You know, we're that's why we're here to answer questions. But can a Mac user watch videos encoded in Windows Media format? Oh, I know. I remember who this is. Uh, This is, I think, Hank is his name. Anyway, I have a site with integrated video player in it and have been stumped because my videos would not play. After digging, I found some, found out that a video player embedded in WMP, uh, let's see, the video player is embedded is uh, Windows Media Player. He says, yikes. I would prefer Flash, but I'm waiting on my web host to let me know how much it would ge- be to get uh, FM, you know, Flash Media Player enabled. Uh, anyway, until then, I can only upload Windows Media video. I am used to making videos for iTunes, so I loved QuickTime, but my site is uh, built on software solutions, so changing the player is not an option at this time. I don't want to leave Mac user the Mac users out, so I was wondering if uh, what happens when a Mac user without anything special installed comes to cross uh, comes across a Windows v- Media video. Without anything special installed, they won't be able to play it. That's right. But what here's yeah here's what I would do on uh, their site. Include a link for a website called Flip for Mac, and what that is is basically it it adds components, it adds extra stuff to QuickTime so you can play Windows Media files. There you go. And uh, it's it's free, works good. And actually, Microsoft hosts the file for them, so Microsoft considers it an official solution uh, to play quick to play uh, Windows Media files on your Mac. So mm-hmm. Flip for Mac Flip the number four Mac. All right. And then, of course, um, the other thing that I was going to say is that I've had some continuing conversation with him in the original thread that he posted that. And he told me that he could uh, embed, just do the embed code for YouTube, but he didn't like the quality. And as soon as I learned that he could embed instead of hard coding and uploading to his server these original raw files, uh, Mm -hmm. I told him, you know, why don't you do this instead of embedding or encoding this in Windows Media and putting it on your server? Why don't you just keep it in whatever you're editing, put it in a format that'll be accepted like Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com. And for like 50, yeah, for 56 bucks a year, you get pro uh, account and you get fast, you get fast um, processing, you get very high quality uh, processing of your video. It looks very clear. Uh, Audio is very good. And not only that, but you can take away the video logo off of there and Kind of brand it yourself, and you can embed that. So if you can embed video, YouTube videos instead, in, embed a Flash video. Just use the embed code, 
and uh, Vimeo will host your video files for free. Right on. Well, well, you know, well, they will do it for free, but you don't want their free account. Uh, these days, they're so popular that uh, if you wait for a free account, you upload a video, you get put at the end of the line. All the plus, you know, pro members get, you know, first process or rendering. And so, oh, really? Yeah. The last time I tried to render a video, it's like, you know, your video will be rendered. Click here if you want us to notify you by email. It's like three hours later it rendered. I'm like, give me a break. And so I just went ahead and paid for it. And and I like Vimeo. They do a good job. So since then, uh, it renders right away. Sweet. All right. One last thing. Uh, remember last week from uh, our show, we talked about Chris K. He went in and had some issues with his hard drive and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, just the backup. He says, back in the saddle again. Went back to, over to Kenwood. And picked up my iMac. It's been running since uh, since about 2.45 in the morning or 2.45 in the afternoon. I don't know. Anyway, and it's quiet and it is quiet can be. Again, I have to say that Apple customer service has it or they have Apple customer service has. Anyway, Apple has customer service down. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Anyway, including parking and walking to the store. I spent a grand total of 10 minutes in the, st- in the mall today. That's because he was not distracted by browsing. <laughs> Anyway, one last word of advice for Mac owners. Buy and activate Time Machine as soon as possible. It will save you a ton of potential grief down the road. I connected my Time Machine back to my new hard drive, and after it was restored, all of my applications were back, and my desktop wallpaper was where I had left it, uh, just as I had left it. The only issue, I had to update everything again for some reason, but but since I actually enjoy updating my software... Uh, it wasn't a major issue at all. I also had to reauthorize iTunes, but for eliminating a huge chunk of work I had to do without, let's say, I, anyway, I consider my experience with Time Machine to be an overwhelmingly positive one. I'm glad to have my iMac back on my desk as it looked very empty without it. There we go. Well, good story there. Great uh, final. He, he got his new hard drive and everything's installed. Yeah, I also recommend those online storage things too. I mean, they're they're kind of pricey and they do take a while, but you know, they they back their stuff up extra stuff, you know, extra hard too. So it doesn't hurt to have your data backed up in two places. You know, and and I don't think that those things are really that pricey. I mean, it, it's definitely no more expensive than buying an external hard drive. Oh no, you can get Carbonite for like fifty bucks a year. Yeah, and and. I, and I think Mosey's the same way. Yeah, so no, I don't, I don't think it's pricey, and I think it's definitely worthwhile. And um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to probably eat my words one day. I still have not yet set that up, and, and uh, I'm pretty stupid for not doing so. Yeah, neither have I. I, I won't use Mosey out of, uh, uh, out of, well, I'll, I'll talk about that later. All right, not a problem. But uh, so let me see. I'm, I'm it's gonna, a personal thing. Online backup. I'm actually writing in here. And by the way, I need a, I need some advice. Um, if I'm going to use online backup, I want to know, is it possible for me to have online backup and use one account for both my Mac and my PC? If not, the, the stuff on my PC is definitely the most important. I, I think it's per, per uh, machine. Is it per machine? Yeah. Anyway, it's the stuff on my PC. It's all the archives of this podcast and all my documents and stuff like that that are all my billings and and uh, accounting stuff. Those those are the things that are most important. It's all on PC for me. So anyway, cool. Chris, anything else, man? Yes, a uh, brand new old school game just got released for the iPhone. I don't have it yet, but 
in the early 90s, LucasArts made all these great adventure games, and they really kind of kicked it all off with a game called The Secret of Monkey Island. And they just remixed it, did a, a new version. It's out for the Xbox, uh, PS3, and the iPhone. And it's 7 bucks. Looks amazing. Very cool. You know, Price is Right went on sale for $0.99. Cents. I picked that up, and that that's a fun game to play for about 25 minutes. Yeah, Monkey Island's one of those games that it, it's in probably in my top 10 games of all time. Really? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Nice. It's an adventure game. So, you know, you, you talk to people and you find, you know, things and use them in conjunction with each other. It's super fun. Very Just cool. go buy it. All righty. Well, folks, that is all we have for this week. We want to encourage you to leave your questions and feedback on our voicemail hotline. You can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's area code 859 859- Seven nine four zero six seven. Of course, you can also submit questions in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum and just go down to the help. I got a Mac section and just start a new topic. And not to mention the fact that not only will we probably cover it here on our show, but you'll probably get an answer well before we even get to it here in our show. There's a lot of wonderful people in the in the gspn.tv community who are also huge, loyal Mac fans and they will love to provide you assistance with any questions you might come up with. And uh, we encourage you to check that out at gspn.tv slash forum. And of course, we want to invite you to join us live as we record these shows. We'll be back next Thursday at 9 a.m. Of course, if you're ever wondering what shows are on when, just go to gspn.tv slash live and scroll down below the chat room. You'll see an updated schedule at all times. In fact, if you ever use Google Calendar, you can actually subscribe to our calendar and it'll it'll show up right next to yours if you want. So very cool stuff. And of course, you can uh, follow Chris on Twitter at twitter.com slash biting, B-E-I-T-I-N-G. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash G-S-P-N. I think that covers everything, doesn't it, Chris? I think you get it all. All right, man. Until next time, everybody. Join the community.